Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. Welcome back to the second episode of the new season. It is a new season. I have so many fun episodes and guests coming up. I can't wait for you guys to listen. Just a couple quick announcements. If you missed um, the announcement, I'm no longer doing the Confidant newsletter. So don't send me money. I mean, you can, but I won't. you won't get anything out of it. But um, if you are interested in supporting me. I've basically moved everything to my OnlyFans um, so that I can focus more on creating like specific content for it. Um, so I'm making a lot of videos, mostly about the singularity and interspersed with poems. Um, so if you want to support, you can sign up for my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Teresa Lee. It's basically the same, uh, it's, it's basically the same monthly price as um, the Super Confidant newsletter. So if you are a confidant and you're hearing this here and you want to check it out, but you're not sure what it is, just email me. I can give you a free month trial and you can t- take a look and see if you like it. Email me, tell me anything pod at gmail.com. Let me know that you're a confidant. Um, but basically you'll quickly get a sense of what it is. It's a lot of uh, basically content that I've been posting and updating y'all with similar to the super confidant newsletter for anyone who wants extra stuff that's not specifically stand-up or guests on the podcast related and uh, that being said i do have a couple comedy shows coming up all on digital of course i'm going to be hosting again for nowhere comedy club this weekend uh and next weekend so you can check that out at teresaleecomedy.com slash shows or nowhere or just look up nowhere comedy club they put their schedule out or check my instagram at larissa t and finally, I'm selling Valentine's Day cards. So um, if you want to buy a fun little card based on a stand-up joke I wrote, you can do that, uh, including uh, thank you cards that say thank you for the dick or insert whatever genitalia or body part or whatever other thing you want it put there. Um, that is on my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shop. And if you want me to send it directly to your honey boo-boo, I can do that as well. I write, I'll write whatever you want me to with um, with love in a handwritten note on the back of the card and mail it to them before Valentine's Day. So it saves you a trip to the post office. Cool. Um, that's it. All right. Enjoy the show. Oh, there is a trigger warning for this episode. Sorry. I forgot to say. Trigger warning for this episode. Um, I had guest Dana Donnelly on. Love her so much. We do talk about... Uh, we find out we're both from the same hometown. So we talked about teen suicide as well as eating disorders so trigger warning content warning um if that is going to make you uncomfortable then you might want to skip this one um but i think it's a great episode so i just want to make sure you guys are aware that we will be covering some topics like that okay enjoy bye you can tell her you can tell It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. This is You Can Tell Me Anything, and we're back with a new season, and I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. Um, she's super funny. You definitely need to follow her on Twitter if you're not already. Um, she, I'm going to read a tweet of hers that I think is very All of her tweets are funny. I couldn't like just find one, but I don't know who needs to hear this, but you weren't gifted. Your parents were just narcissists who couldn't accept that they'd given birth to an overwhelmingly average child. That one rings really true to me because I feel like... <laughs> It is also uh, why I'm so disappointed in myself as an adult. Um, but give it up for Dana Donnelly. Hi. What's up? I know Not we were much. just talking about this offline, but we just found out like seconds ago that we're from the same hometown. 
I know that's so insane. It's, so it's like funny. so weird because I'm like so many people are from the Bay, but like not that many people are from Palo Alto, and I feel like I know everyone who's from Palo Alto. Yeah. So yeah. what a what a fun discovery. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I feel like really uh, makes this tweet hit harder because if you're from Palo Alto or you know Palo Alto, like that is that is like some shit yeah <laughs> well it was funny because yeah I was talking to my friend the other day and she was talking about how she thought she was dumb her whole life mm-hmm. because her parents made her take like really hard math classes and she was like <laughs> it's crazy that like I literally figured out that I wasn't dumb like last year and it's like wow. we're 25 like she's That's... like no I didn't know I wasn't well, dumb until okay. like last year um... like <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah I I yeah that really resonates with me I I've, yeah, I've always hesitated to be like, I feel dumb, but I, because I know that sounds really arrogant, but I remember like our college counselor telling us in high school, like, if you're not like 1% or the top student, like your teacher has seen in 10 years, you're not going to get into an IV. And I remember like yeah. calculating like all the people around me in my class and be like, I know I'm not the top student, like my teacher's seen in 10 years. I, I was just like, I think I'm just average. And then I got really depressed about it. And now I'm like, it doesn't, it's not, it's not how it works. You just, over time, well, I mean, build like, your we're, passion. But. We're literally, we're literally from like a suicide high school city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, I've talked about it in the pod, my little brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, also was one of those clusters, which um, his, it's his anniversary coming up this weekend. So I'm actually getting a tattoo of him today. Not of him. That would be wild and insane. Uh, no, of uh, in memory of him. But this isn't about me. It's about you, Dana. <laughs> and I like to start with a good confession just to have a positive note to start on. Um, is there something good you'd like to confess? Oh, a good thing I'd like to confess? This is just like the little humble brag icebreaker. Um, it could be like, it should be positive, but it could be like something you really enjoy doing or something that you're excited about or something you've done recently that you're proud of. Just like, you know, um, so we can get to know you. <laughs> oh, I recently, I finally learned how to cook salmon in the oven. Whoa. Which I didn't know how to do, but now I do. <laughs> like, uh, like, like full on Not- filet? Yeah, well, just like getting us like a fucking thing of salmon at the grocery store and like making it, I guess. That's pretty cool. I tried to do that, like the bake the salmon and it's never the right like it I can't it's always too soft I can't get it to be the right texture interesting yeah I think it's like it's definitely trial and error I've done like three at this point and I'm only like now feeling like I know how to do it that is quite a flex I do feel like I mean you are much younger than me um which I won't bring up again but uh (laughs) but I feel like I still barely I it was quarantine that kind of forced me to like try to learn to cook so you're already ahead of the game I feel like like you're in a good place um thank you yeah well (laughs) we were talking about Palo Alto and suicide so this is a good segue into I always ask my guests which uh you know this because you've heard it but this podcast was kind of inspired by me going to therapy because I didn't like have access to that as a kid until I was you know in an adult in New York so I like to ask my guests like what's your experience with therapy do you um go or what's your relationship in terms of like kind of self-care and mental health so I started going to therapy pretty young. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade just because I had a really severe eating disorder in middle school. I was kind of like an anorexia prodigy, wow. you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I kind of like was really ahead of that. Um, I was really young, Damn. <laughs> really young to have an eating such a severe eating disorder. Um, but I started going because I like literally the doctor was like, you have to go to therapy. And my parents were very anti-therapy. Like they're mm. both, my mom's Filipino Catholic. My dad was Irish Catholic. Mm. And they're both very, they're both like very like therapy is navel gazing, uh-huh. really just like very negative about it. But like, because my like medical doctor was like, no, she needs to be seeing a therapist. They were like, okay. 
And then from that point on, I was in therapy pretty much all of middle school, all of high school, um, on and off in college. And then I was it like a school uh, counselor or like was it a school counselor or like a private? No, I was seeing like just like specialized, like specifically psychologists who specialized in like uh, adolescent eating disorders, pretty much. And then I uh, did have a therapist until like a year and a half ago because Mm. she just like was kind of giving me a weird vibe, and I just haven't (laughs) since. But you have oh you just remind me you do have an I think this tweet is probably one of the ones that's gone around and memed a lot but you have a really funny tweet about uh your therapist which I've always wondered if it's true it's the one where you made her more insecure and then you're like my work here is done she's like I mean we had a lot of like weird moments where I'm like what are like what am I doing here like do you know what I mean where she would just like say things and I'm like I don't I don't know man she would give me really weird vibes interesting yeah that's yeah, not all therapists are. Therapists aren't like superheroes. I think it is about finding the right ones. Some of them may not have any, may just not be good. And that's totally true. Yeah. And some might be like a good vibe for someone else. But um, Right. Yeah. I think it's all about finding the right fit. I think it's also just kind of like I needed to stop seeing middle-aged white women. Yeah. Because they all also kind of have, I think it's just the generation, but they're all like a little pick-me. Like, they're all a little, mm. like, here's what you can do to make your boyfriend like you more as opposed to, like, dump your boyfriend. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, yeah, I've been, like, really exploring just thinking outside. The, this sounds, this isn't what I, I can't figure out a better word to say this, but outside the binary. But I don't mean it in, like, a gender sense or a computer sense. I mean it, like, even the way therapists are, like, oh, well, if you this isn't working, do this opposite. But the reality is, like, there's obviously a third or fourth or fifth whatever option it's the same with like political parties when it's like if everyone on both sides agrees that both sides suck, then by default, there is another side and nobody yeah. seems to understand that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like really frustrating. I think like my therapist said something. Well, first of all, she was I was complaining about how my ex-boyfriend, uh, he is like a white man in Hollywood or whatever. And he was complaining about like how affirmative action has made it harder for him to get work. And I'm like, that's just not true. Oh, definitely and so I was men like this. And it's sad because I yeah. know it's not even the same one, but it's right. That, I know exactly. I'm like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're rampant. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. everywhere. And I was just like complaining about that. And she was like, it actually is harder for white men to get hired. And I'm like, yeah, then it used to be, but not compared to minorities. Like that's yeah. just not true. They just mean it's harder for me like that right now right. to get hired than if I were here earlier and it's like that's right if I had been here 10 years ago I would have had a job and I'm like yeah that's probably true but that's only because the system was so unfairly rigged against you where now it's only like kind of unfairly rigged against you yeah it's also I mean nobody ever uses that example for other industries where I mean there's talent in this industry but I feel like people don't factor it in the way they do with like sports um or music because if you think about it we've always evolved as a um, society to get stronger and better because we have foundational mm-hmm. like classics to build off of. Nobody right. is sitting around me like, wow, if I was a painter in Monet's day, like all I have to do is be, make it blurry and I would have been. <laughs> like literally, exhibit, but yeah. It's like, I'm like, <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's like, it it's is. a time and place thing. And that is a factor. Yeah. Like, like you can't just be like, it's because you're white. It's because you're not original yeah. anymore. And it's not exactly. because like, of your race. It's just, yeah. The white man cop <sighs> comedian has already been done like a million times. <laughs> Maybe people are bored. Damn, that's so true. Um, I'm curious about your experience with therapy in middle school because a lot of um, people I know who've started in school had to go to like school therapists and didn't have great experiences. Did you feel like, were you actually able to work through things or was it kind of just like a routine you went to and like, were you actually like actively I- changing behaviors? 
it's so weird because I think I think it definitely gave me a lot of tools with which to modify my my own behaviors and I think it was really helpful and that it made me like very introspective and it kind of like helped me develop an initial self-awareness and like I think I uh, learned how to articulate my own feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and honestly I think it was helpful like I think that I have definitely been I definitely benefited from going to therapy for so long that's awesome I mean you are very self-aware and I think that's what makes your comedy hit so hard because it's like you're making fun but it's not just uh yes I don't know it's just like it's not punching what's the word punching down it's, but it's, it's punching, like punching inward, inward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 like I think like all of I mean all of my comedy is literally just about me like it's just one-liners about myself mm-hmm. and I think like I think like that is something that therapy gave me the ability to do where it's like the kind of thing where when you're talking for a really long time you start to notice like the mm. own your own oxymorons and your own contradictions and like the way in which you like aren't consistent and like that's what is funny I think Yeah. Yeah. That's a, what you're describing too is like, it's weird because I've been thinking a lot like a computer lately and it's probably just because (laughs) I've been alone, which is, I I guess, ironic and inconsistent speaking of binary because they think in binary. But I do think it's um, how computers train themselves is by establishing patterns and looking at them. And over time you do actually notice, oh, I've been doing this for a long time. Maybe let me try this. But you can't always see it until you've built up data, which is why it's harder as a student in like elementary school to have those like drastic changes. But I think like you're saying, you probably um, caught up faster by the time you were in your 20s. Right, exactly. Like I think it, yeah, it became easier to quickly like analyze like my behavior and like figure out what was working for me and what wasn't. Like I think I got a lot better at making changes faster. And I think mm-hmm. that is so like something I may have not had like as a result of that. Like I like would get better and better at like ending relationships sooner when mm-hmm. I noticed that they weren't working. And I got better at like stopping doing certain activities sooner when I realized like I wasn't enjoying them. And I think it's yeah. like that kind of thing. That one's so important, the relationship one. It took me a lot. I mean, when I was, <laughs> your age I was definitely still not had not learned that so but it took me until like you can't just like people will tell you like do this do that and then I would think I want to listen but until your body knows it you truly it does like I don't know if it makes sense but like for example no, I like, know. It's like like texting back like fuck boys or like going back to an ex you know deep down you're not supposed to but you if you don't actually know why it's still gonna feel bad when you don't go back to them like you're right, gonna feel exactly. like you missed I think out it's like yeah the cognitive dissonance between mm-hmm. like what you know is good for you and what you want is like so much yeah and like I think it's like it's so weird because I didn't really realize it until like my last serious relationship where I was just in it for way too long yeah. like I was in it for like probably like eight months longer than I should have been because yeah. I knew when it wasn't working but it's like it was so hard for me to like for some reason it was so hard for me to end it and I think after that finally ended and I felt so much better so quickly I was like oh sometimes I don't know what I want and Mm -hmm. sometimes like I just have to acknowledge to myself something's not working and break a pattern even if I don't know that that's the problem right because the reality is you I mean you shouldn't but if it helps you can always go back to it if leaving exactly like it's It's like why not try it it'll be there it's the same like like, I, I like to visualize now like in physical terms because I think about like how animals when they're like fight or flight have to run away they don't analyze all of this so I just think like okay if I'm trapped in a house with a killer but I don't know what's out there like I just woke up in the house if I stay in the house I'm in the house with a killer like I might go outside it might be dangerous but if I know for sure I'm in a house with a killer I might as well try to leave like 
It could be exactly. worse, but it definitely, yeah. I definitely will die if I stay. So I might as it's well like try. It's like just like make a choice. Yes. Like yeah. make any choice. Like it's like it doesn't. Sometimes it's like it doesn't even have to be the right one. But it's like the kind of thing where you're eliminating possibilities. So it's like yeah. kind of thing. If I had broken up with my boyfriend and then I was still really miserable, I could have been like, oh, well, I guess it wasn't my boyfriend. Let me now look at other yeah. things. Like, oh, or that's whatever. so smart. That's like, like without... an extra step because I feel like for a while I'd just be like, I guess. I made the wrong choice, but you're like, I guess there's something else instead of going back. You right, keep going. exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, there's always something there's always like, you can always like figure out what's wrong by like making changes. Yeah. That's such, well, so well put. I'm, I'm curious. Do you write in a, or did you, when you're growing up, write in a diary? No, I'd never wrote in a diary. Just like oh, never really? consistently. I think I'm just like the kind of person where I am. I find my own like, earnest thoughts really like cringy like I still haven't gone I Same. still haven't gone to the point and I think that's something like maybe that comes with age but I still haven't gone to the point where I feel comfortable like earnestly hmm. expressing anything at least in writing well it's so weird because like I'm a writer <laughs> well you you know what yes and no like I feel like you probably had because you probably grew up with more access to social media so you probably were able to get that out like because I didn't have a therapist I wrote a lot in diaries and it is very cringy but when I go back and read it it feels like it was like my therapist because I'll be like I don't know why I feel like this and then sometimes I'll sort it out like when I reread it I'll be like I think I do this because that so it's really interesting like we yeah I don't know I I, I think people who don't have access to mental health um like experts if at the very least writing down your thoughts and burying them somewhere will help you like yeah. untangle it I mean, I think definitely too, probably part of the reason I never needed to journal was because like I had an hour a week mm. where I like said everything that I was feeling and thinking. So it was almost like I had like therapy as an alternative to journaling. Yeah, that's cool. Well, speaking of uh, expression and journaling, Dana, is there anything you'd like to tell me? Oh, um, is this the big confession? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I was looking at your past ones. Uh, okay, I used to be really into, like, fake IDs. Ooh. And I used to, like, make people, like, these Texas temporary licenses. Well, and they, like, usually worked. Yeah. Damn. So you were not just into them, like, for... So you were, like, like wheeling and dealing them. Well, okay. So I, I, or, I would order in bulk for people. So that was, like, something okay. I did was I would, like, organize, like, fake ID group orders. Wow, I, business like, lady. I know. Well, I found like a subreddit that was like all about fake IDs, and I just just like. How make old sure were you when you started doing this? Are you wait? Are you 15? the oldest in your siblings? Yeah, I'm okay. the oldest in my family. Yeah, um, I was 15, okay. and it was just the kind of thing where like I wasn't. I feel like I I didn't really have like a thing, and I was kind of lost. I was also on a lot of weird medications early mm. in high school, just because of, because of the therapy, which like mm. led to psychiatry, which ultimately gotcha. was not very good for me. But like whatever, I guess. Well, it's so um, hard with teenagers because they're literally changing, and it's right. really hard to get medications right. I mean, I'm not saying that people yeah. shouldn't seek help, but it it gets fucked up really easily because of that. Yeah, yeah. I also think like I. Um, I think it's a little better now, but when I was like being treated and stuff, they mm. still didn't have very many um, like regulations with pharmaceutical mm. companies in the like medical industry. So like uh, like my my doctors were essentially being like bribed by psychiatrists <sighs> to prescribe certain things. Damn. Or bribed by pharmacists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And psychiatrists are built in this way where they only really prescribe like the one that I go to is just there to prescribe and like anytime I try to bring up like oh I went to this dermatologist because I think it's affected to my mental health she's like okay talk to your therapist about that and I'm like but your job like they're just trying yeah. to be like so what do you need let me write it up and yeah, I'm always well, like I don't want to, like, it to, like I don't want yeah, they drugs. want you to like come in on a 
diagnosis so that they can like give you medication Mm -hmm. and it's like that is so bizarre to me because I'm like it's just such an I mean psychiatry as an industry is like very weird because yeah Yeah. they're prescribing things for mental illness but they don't really like ever they don't try to to yeah it's very yeah I mean I think that we're shifting into a different age soon I hope because I do feel like these conversations are being had earlier and earlier but like one stupid example I'll give is like I've I have a theory and it's not random, but it, at least for myself, it makes sense. And I think other people have shown signs of this, but like allergies and depression are correlated in some way and not just like, interesting. I, I don't know how, like quite what it is yet, but it's all immune mm-hmm. related. Um, but for yeah. me specifically, like when I um, had the worst vitiligo and psoriasis, which is they're both immune, like I guess they're both caused by immune uh, deficiencies, yeah. but they're, mm-hmm. you know, one is, or they're both skin things, but then uh, I would also get depressed and anxious and then kind of had ADHD. So I had to treat all these things. And I started realizing like, these are all connected and they all flare up together. But when I brought yeah. it up, my psychiatrist was like, well, I don't know about that. But then she was like, well, you know, if you have a panic attack, I can prescribe this antihistamine. And I was like, you're literally talking about an allergy med. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but it is interesting because I'm like, Western medicine is so not holistic. Yeah. That things like that happen. I just remember I have this cyst on my tailbone and it was just brag like okay it's called a pill- yeah thank you <laughs> sorry sorry to flex um i have a cyst on my tailbone it's called a pillanoidal cyst it's something like only like truckers get like Whoa. it's basically a something you get from sitting down too much uh-huh. so i was like sitting down too Damn. much and i was passing out because there was literally like pressure point on my fu- on my tailbone wow. and i kept passing out and i went to the emergency room and i was like and he was like, why do you think you passed out? And I was like, there's a massive cyst on my tailbone. And he looked at it and he was like, I don't think that's why you're passing out, but I'll prescribe antibiotics for it. And then I went home. I passed out again. I went to urgent care. They were like, oh, you're definitely passing out because of the cyst. Oh my God. But I'm like, but I'm like, why wouldn't? It's just so bizarre to me that like, it's like y- you wouldn't like try to link those yeah they d- and I mean that's another issue of the doctors just not believing women like there's like so many yeah. statistics showing that but it is like your Ugh. body you should know yeah it's like, like I know I'm like no 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 this like painful cyst is making me pass out it's so painful <laughs> I'm passing out like, the doctor's like well I don't have a cyst and I pass out <laughs> so that can't be it like, oh literally <laughs> he's like let me tell you about affirmative action um and <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing they want to talk about I want to know more about uh it's funny because that not knowing where you're from is the same hometown as me it's very interesting because it's like very suburban and I remember like my high school we went to a lot of house parties but I never needed a fake ID so were you like going to bars like or just buying alcohol no I was buying I started buying alcohol for other people like pretty early on and we would always go to these house parties in like Menlo Park and Atherton yeah, and yeah. they would just give me okay so basically they would give all the rich me kids live weekend. there <laughs> yeah no I'm like it's so funny because Palo Alto is rich but it's but like it's we different. refer it's to like, like the hills no, versus we, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we were like we were like no Woodside kids are rich like we're like no no we're Woodside kids are yeah rich. so but they would give me at the beginning of every weekend they would just give me $400 cash damn and they would be like get 330 racks and like two handles and they could I could get any brand and so I would that like literally cost like $90 and I would pocket like $300 every weekend Damn. just from like buying these kids alcohol man and it's probably not even their money anyways it's their parents so it's like exactly like, no they, they didn't care yeah. it was nothing to them so. um that's wild it's, it's funny because I'm like on on one hand I'm like wow this sounds very like euphoria but on the other hand knowing Paulette I'm like it's definitely not um but oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh it's no. just like yeah driving up to a house 
up a windy road and then like partying at a yeah it's like a bunch of kids playing beer pong in a really beautiful house yeah that's so wild so i I mean so much has probably changed since i went to high school there but what like made you were you scared because when i think about like how i felt in high school doing anything illegal like i don't know if the internet has changed it because you said you found it on subreddit and having other people but like how did you make the jump from like oh i want to drink alcohol to like i'm gonna order something online and like start dealing these things to people um i think it was kind of like i had almost i mean i was like really suicidal for a really long time mm. and so i think i'm I glad you made had it a certain what i'm glad you made it through thank you me too i'm amazed i did but i had a certain amount of like like flippantness for like uh-huh. my own life in a way that gotcha. i think made it so that like if i wanted something i was like i'm just gonna get it. a little bit of like compulsive behavior oh definitely like it was just the mm. kind of thing where I like didn't really think about consequences because I was like well it doesn't really matter like I'll just kill myself were like, you like, hoping like, to have well I know on the surface yeah that definitely comes from um needing like to address something but you're not sure how to address it but were you right. hoping were you ever hoping like for consequences like did they did they heighten like your choices ramp up to like more and more risky or was it all just kind of random I don't think so. I think it was kind of random. It was just like things like if a thought entered my head, it became something I needed to do. And I'm still like that. Yeah. Like I'm still like if a thought enters my head or an idea enters my head, I'm like, no, 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 no. I have to do this and I have to do it now. And I'm just I've always been like that. So it's kind of like just like an idea is planted and like suddenly mm-hmm. I'm like figuring out how to like order fake IDs. Um, do you like researching things a lot? I I, I do. I, I really like like looking into things. I am. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like a natural like I'm I'm very curious and I love mm-hmm. information. Like we were talking about this, but it's yeah. like I love I love data. I love just like yeah reading shit. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Yeah, because I was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult, but I keep getting these TikToks. I'm like, oh, I don't. It's like TikTok is like my subconscious reflected to me well, in a way. Where it I'm literally like, is. Ah. It's like the algorithm is so crazy and specific. Yeah. I love it, but I'm also like, but it's scary because I'm like, I don't talk about this, but I mean, I do on this pod, but it's not on my TikTok, but I keep getting ones about like, if you're an adult with ADHD or you're a gifted kid, this, this is what happens. And it's a lot of like, you need to spend a lot of time researching. You have to give like presentations to prove your point, make sure that like, you know, if someone thinks that you've done something wrong, that's like, you actually like do all the data and research and like figure out what everyone said and what they think. And you're like, literally, ah. <laughs> like solving yeah. a and mystery. It, it drives, it drives me crazy too. Cause I realized like, especially just with like when okay like people on twitter are like really mean in general mm-hmm. no really? but like a no. lot of yes like okay. yeah. yeah but it's like it's gone to the point where like i'm like i've finally realized oh there's no comeback or like there's mm. no amount of like presentation of fact that i can do to make you guys not hate me like you've already made up your mind but and they don't hate been- you that's the secret is a lot of people that's the favorite thing of their day is like trolling and so no, I if know. they like it it's like in a way i'm like oh you're getting joy out of this so actually yeah, like totally. have fun I guess I don't know like yeah yeah totally but it just like it still hurts my feelings yes yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah totally. and so I think it's like I I used to be so intent on like proving like here's why I'm right and here's why yeah. what you're saying doesn't make sense but I'm like I've finally gotten to a point where like I don't necessarily need to do that anymore like I can kind <laughs> of just accept that like there's a degree of make- yeah I feel like some people probably do do need a little pushback but I I think interestingly like connecting this to your high school experience like it's the reality is everyone has this different life and different experience like you are probably right and know all the facts of your life and you're you've spent a lot of time looking inward so you're very aware of yourself whereas these people it's not that they're 
just flat out wrong, but they're probably right based on all the facts they have. And they're not willing to see more. So in a way, like that makes it feel less like there's only one right or wrong because their experience is totally different than yours. Right, exactly. And like, it's also just weird because it's like whenever, I guess it's like therapy has given me the tools to like ask myself before I say anything, why am I saying this? <laughs> like, where is this coming from? Yeah. What is my desired outcome? I'm always like, oh, hmm. what is my desired outcome before I like do anything or like say anything? Like, what am I trying to get from saying this or whatever? Yeah. And I'm like, but like people, other people don't do that. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And so I'm like, it's, it's very hard for me sometimes to like empathize with people who don't have the exact same knowledge that I have. Yeah. Because I'm like, because I'm like, but I am thinking about like where this is coming from. And when you're tweeting something that's clearly you projecting, you're not even thinking about mm. the possibility that you could be projecting. Like that didn't even yeah. enter your mind. But yeah. They're not as self-aware, but I would say like, having been someone who's changed and become more self-aware, I, I don't think I've yeah. ever like a troll like that, but just, about myself, I feel like I used to put myself down more. I do think that maybe they're on the journey. I don't know. Now I just don't bother as much. But I'm like, hopefully they're in their little, like hopefully yeah, by I'm setting like, an example, just like doing the thing I want to do and living positively, then more people will like bump up against that and see that and try that. But it's, it yeah. is tough because you really want to just like reach out your hand and be like, let me teach you what I have learned to not feel exactly. so bad. But, right. But yeah. um. Uh, were you like a like a party girl in high school? I don't know. Was Pally um, seemed always like cooler when I Gun was like full of nerds very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Gun was full of nerds too when I was like at Pally. Like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we yeah, were like, yeah. no, Gun kids we are weird. Nerds. Um, I I think like I started getting more into partying, quote unquote, like my junior year of high school. Like my freshman year of high, my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I don't even really remember because mm. I was like on a lot of medications that were like Damn. really like fucking with my memory and like my ability to like do anything or want to do anything. I like I don't remember like trying to hang out with friends at all in tenth grade. Like I don't remember. Wow. I don't remember anything, and like I don't remember being particularly social or having a desire to be social. Um, like was it coming years. from, um, we don't have to get too into like anything you don't want to, but like, yeah. where, where, was it coming from more like needing attention and control or was it image based? Like in terms of like, um, when, when you were, uh, having the eating disorder, I mean, okay. So I, I gained a lot of weight because of this medication in maybe like ninth or 10th grade. And I could mm. definitely tell that I had like gained a lot of weight, but like, it was also like, I was on a bunch of medications that made me like not care that much, but mm. it also just made me like, just want to withdraw and like not talk gotcha. to anyone and like not look at anyone. It was like very much like, I don't want to be perceived. Gotcha. Like, and I just like stopped going to school at some point. So I was like, I don't really want to interact with anyone. And then I ended up taking myself off of all my medications, which like oh. was truly like magic because it's like literally in like a matter of months, I lost all the weight I had gained as a result of the medication. And I like was finally not in a fog and I like wanted to do things. And I like felt motivation for the first time in years. Like it was so truly bizarre. And it was weird because I was like, I, if I didn't take myself off my medication, yeah. no one ever would have. So you must like, have a strong, like that, that kind of experience early on must build strong intuition as you get older. Cause you start to trust yourself more when you probably wondered, no. like, should I take myself off? And you didn't do it for a long time. Exactly. Like I had been thinking about it for yeah. so long and I was like, no, I like, it was like the thing we're talking about yeah. where sometimes you have to make a decision. Like, it's like, it's like there was someone in my house mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well I can either stay in my house where I know there's like an intruder yeah. or I can like leave. And like, I don't know if that's better, but like, I have to do something. And so it was kind of like that. And then I think like, because that was ultimately like a really good decision for me that ended up being like, 
just like changing my life so dramatically. Yeah. I was like, oh, I need to take more responsibility for my life and like my happiness. And if I don't like something, I have to change that because no one else will. Did you, um, were you talking to your parents about that or were you just like, I'm just going to stop taking meds? I I was kind of talking to my mom about it, but she was very much like, well, let's like see what the doctors say. And the mm. doctors were like, no, she needs to be on her medication, whatever. And I think at some point I was like, okay, well, no one's going to like approve of this. So I have gotcha. to just stop. And then I'll like tell her in a week once it's too late to go back on. Gotcha. That is super. So I mean, good. I'm so glad it worked out for you. It's super risky because of the unknowns. But I think that knowing like it's it's back to that idea of like there's no there's no perfect answer except for what's good for you and only you really know that so once you start hearing that like intuition and that true voice you can actually build it and make it stronger by like listening to it and then also yeah. I feel like for very young kids I would advise like if you are doing that also to have the other plan right like to be like if I take off myself off the meds which I don't 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 do it I don't yeah, recommend don't just, don't just but, I, yeah, but I let's don't say let's it, say but, you were in that yeah. position you were so like that was your only choice you could give yourself like little, okay, if I get to this point where I am thinking about suicide, I will call this friend who I've told I'm going to show up at their house and then yes. they'll do this. Like having a plan, yeah. um, I yeah. think is the way to go, but it is, it is very tricky because like, yeah, you don't know until you try it and like, yeah, nobody wants to be responsible and that's why they don't tell you to do it. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. it is like literally like a bunch of adults who are just scared of like liability and literally yeah. getting sued. I'm like, I was, I was on medications because people didn't want to get sued. Isn't that wild like, that they could get sued for telling you to go off, but not forgive. Like my brother was on meds when he committed suicide. And it's like, you, you can't sue a doctor for giving him meds. Cause they'd be like, well, I guess we couldn't cure it. It's like. I don't right, know. You exactly. guys may have fucked up his chemicals. I mean, I, we don't know, right? It's like, I mean, but you don't know. You just don't I mean, know. you never yeah. know, but it's like, but it's also just like, I know that those, the meds yeah. I was on were making me like mm -hmm. really not care about like my own life in any way, shape, or form. Like, I could literally tell they were like just like, like destroying my will to live completely. Damn. And it's like this really weird thing where I was like, okay, like I, I just couldn't possibly feel worse. Like, it's like you literally get to a point yeah. where you're like, I can't feel worse than this. And so I have to change it. Wow, that's really, um, I've almost in a way, I do think going to therapy maybe helped you get that self-awareness because you were like, I need to do something. Like it was almost, I like to, I don't know if this is, <laughs> this is probably not actually anything based in science, but I think of myself now as like um, mommy, daddy, and baby, because sometimes I will feel that ego, the baby, like I'm sad. And then sometimes I need to comfort it, but sometimes I need to be like, all right, well, let's see what we can do. And it almost feels like when you describe trying to get out of depression, like you were simultaneously depressed and wanting to end your life and also wanting to save your own life which right. is just like, like contradictory yeah like that. but it's yeah. that's so beautiful because most people if they it's not the cure and I'm not saying like it's as easy as overnight or snapping your fingers but if you can recognize that you want to die but also you don't want to die that can help you get to the next step of like all right let's find a door in this room because then you'll re remember right. like there's another voice here it's just not very loud but there's another voice that wants to live but yeah yeah it's like it, I know that that's exactly like what it is it's so it's so interesting and like yeah it's like all about like trusting yeah trusting your own intuition yeah I recently um as recent as last week I had a pretty bad breakdown and, and usually I feel like time like around this time of year I do tend to get more triggered so I've mm -hmm. become more aware of my patterns you know it's been like it's it'll be have been six years now so it's a little easier for me to recognize when it comes up but it doesn't change the feeling so I did still feel like suicidal and really panicky and so now I have like 
it's a little easier because I know it's coming. So I like I called my boyfriend and he couldn't really help. But I still was just like, I think what I just need to do is like have this reaction in front of someone who is able to be stable and won't freak out, which is what he did. Like, he, you know, he was very comforting, but he didn't try to fix it because he can't. And he didn't yeah. um, <laughs> and he didn't like make me feel bad. And I did just in the moment feel like I want to die. But I also knew I'm not going to. Let's just get through it. And then now I'm OK. <laughs> so. And it's like, it's so weird because like when you're younger and when you're like really depressed and suicidal and stuff like that, what you yeah. hear a lot is like, you won't always feel this way. Like you won't always feel this way. <laughs> it's like, and no, it's like, skip forward to 15 years. Yeah. You will still right. it's like, yeah, you'll still feel this way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just like sometimes you will. you will. But it's like this weird thing where it's like when you first hear that, you don't know that it's true. Yeah. Like you don't know that you could ever feel differently because you haven't. Like you haven't yeah. like felt depressed and then not been depressed anymore. Like you haven't experienced that. And it's this really bizarre thing where like now I realize when I feel really sad and when I feel really down, I'm like, I probably won't feel like this next week. Like I probably yeah. won't feel or I won't feel this bad tomorrow. Like I won't feel this bad the day after tomorrow. Like mm -hmm. it's like really, but it's like you have to learn for yourself that that's true. Yeah, it's, it's that what we're talking about, like teaching your body. And it is like... I think some of this needs to um, be some policy and the way the world sees it needs to change too because like it is totally true that I have mood swings that sometimes correspond with my like period but if right. which is <laughs> true but if yeah. <laughs> if I was to tell people like oh I'm on my period and then people didn't actually take that seriously because they're like you'll be over it next week that could be dangerous because it's like I do feel this way and if it, unchecked it could go badly right right exactly it's yeah, yeah. you so, the feelings are real mm -hmm. it's like whether or not they're being like amplified or like caused by like some other factor is like different yeah but it's you, like, like when there's the a moment, storm nobody's like yeah but when summer comes it's gonna be <laughs> right. sunny so don't right. pour when the window we're not like okay but it will <laughs> evaporate eventually but yeah. that's not what we say totally. like it's kind of yeah so it's like it is like you have, still have to deal with everything that's going on even though like it's like in order to deal with it like sometimes it's very helpful to remind yourself like why you're feeling that way yeah that's really well said um I have two questions about the fake IDs because I just thought of a connection that is I don't know if you've ever thought or if it's true or if I'm if I'm digging but you were talking about this idea of like you wanted to not be perceived and made me think of like this idea of wanting to be invisible or be someone else, which people relate to in high school. And then when you talk about fake IDs, you're literally creating identities for people. Was there any part of you that was like wanted to be outside of yourself or like felt like you'd had no um, like what's the word? it's like mir mirror like were you mirror trying to mirror or figure out? I feel like I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know the terms, but there's like a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of children with trauma will almost feel like they don't know what their sense of self is. Were you like looking for that? I think definitely. It's like, it's weird because I, okay, like I'm someone, I've always had the same like internal monologue. Does that make sense? Like, yes, you uh, are. Like the way yes, the voice is there. Yeah. So the way that my, my head voice has been, has been the same since I was like five. Mm -hmm. It's just but it's like again i think i yeah i definitely had so many identity crises especially after like okay i think it was really harmful because i got diagnosed with anorexia in seventh grade and then i was hospitalized for like three months i was literally wow. in an inpatient facility for three months and i think it's like i kind of started to see myself as like weak or sick hmm. or patient and like that's kind of like because that was the identity that was projected on me yeah and then when i wasn't sick anymore i didn't really know like what I was doing like it was like I wasn't going to the doctor all the time like there were so many things I just wasn't doing um 
yeah, it was like this kind of thing where like, yeah, I wasn't sick anymore. I didn't see myself as patient. Like no one was treating me as patient. And so I was like, well, who am I? And I think like the best way for me or that I saw fit to figure out who I was, was to just like start doing things and Mm. figure out if that felt good. So were you in a lot of clubs and activities in school? No, never. I mean, I, my freshman year of high school, I was doing cheerleading Mm. and then it was like this really bizarre thing where I was doing cheerleading, but then I started gaining a lot of weight because of my medication. Mm. So I was originally like a flyer on the cheer team and they wouldn't officially, because it's like, because there's a lot of like sensitivity culture stuff, Uh they wouldn't take me off as a flyer, but I was just too heavy for the other girls to lift. It was like really, it's really funny to think about actually. So you're just just, like like, not flying, but I'm like, (laughs) It's so funny that like it was so PC that they were just literally making girls who couldn't lift me lift me. Like Whoa. I just like can't even get over it. It's so funny to me. I'm like that's wild. So I was um, a cheerleader at Gun, and I was uh, I've always been a I had to be a base because I'm so tall. Like they just you're tall, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm like I'm little. Yeah. But like it's like I was just getting so fat, like because of my medication. Not not even that. Like it was just so out of my control, and I had no idea what was going on, you know. But Damn. like yeah, they wouldn't technically take me off as flyer because they were like, well, that looks bad. We can't be like, oh, you've gotten fat. Like <sighs> like I think the coach was like, well, what are we gonna say? Like she got fat? No. Like we'll just there's keep- other ways to we'll- say that. Like. Oh, we're going to rearrange positions we're and test out if you. you're better yeah, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> but damn. Anyway, anyway, I ended up quitting here because I just like didn't really feel wanted because mm. there was like so many like things going on and like girls said thing, whatever, damn. you know, people are, people mean are girls. They are. Um, yeah. Did you, uh, when, when did this, so the ID thing, was it around this time? Like when timeline wise, that started was after? My, my early junior year okay. of high school. Cause I moved, I went to middle college. Did gotcha. middle college exist when you were yes, in school? Yeah. 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 So I did middle college my junior year of high school gotcha. and that's when that started. And how did it like change? Like to me, when I think of like going from not feeling wanted and kind of being rejected to like being this person that everyone's like, oh, I need this. I need like there's a little bit of control and a thrill in it. Like did that change your outlook and yeah. how you uh- like sort of perceived yourself? A hundred percent because it kind of made it so that I now had something like useful to offer because I think it was like this thing where I didn't see myself as like, I wasn't really pretty. I really wasn't very cute in high school, like not even putting myself down. But <laughs> Everyone's I cute in high school, but I, I know what you mean of like how you see I yourself. I wasn't. I wasn't. Just the um, youth and innocence. I'm like, I feel like every, I mean. Never mind. Let's not get into this. But I just feel like everyone <laughs> anyway. thinks they're ugly in high school, and it's just like no, no. I I, I actually was. Though. <laughs> I can say for sure now that I actually was, <sighs> um, which is fine. It doesn't matter. But um, it's like it's this weird thing where like yeah, like I just started feeling like oh, people were talking to me. People were like reach- mm. actively reaching out to me. I now had like something I could offer people, and then through that, like I think it was kind of like I developed like a personality and I like actually mm. did make real friends who like whatever like I think people did you did ever start use to, like, it like, like or you just anyone who wanted it got one or was were you like did you use it like in a powerful way like oh well if you're nice no. to me okay <laughs> no it's like if people yeah if people like wanted like fake IDs I would like help them get fake IDs or like if they wanted me to buy them alcohol I would buy them alcohol like it was like I was very like I just wanted I just wanted like friends or a purpose I've always been like really a pleaser Hmm. you know did you ever get caught no um no I didn't get caught for fake IDs until I was in college and a fake ID came to my mom's house and she was like really mad at me and I was like whatever that's wild well also because you still look really young so just thinking that you're buying these huge cases of beer every weekend with a fake ID is like I mean 
very interesting to me like in a very small I, town like you just like went to the local liquor store and were like <laughs> I would go to the Mountain View Safeway okay so, so the other like teenagers working there kind of like they don't care <laughs> exactly I didn't want to like run into anyone's parents like I was very cautious <laughs> actually I was like pretty cautious and then like also like I don't know if you've ever been to Ernie's uh I don't think so I don't know it's, it's, a, it's a, a liquor bar? store on oh. El Camino it's near gun gotcha. um it's like right next to Happy Donuts. <laughs> no, there used to be one. Oh, maybe that's the same. Well, no, there's one on Middlefield that was like, I don't remember what it's called, but it was near where I live. But they always, the, the guys in high school, it was always like the football guys who would get the alcohol. They always went there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there was another alcohol store like that, liquor store like that, where I, that was the first time I ever bought alcohol. I bought it How, there. Were you nervous at all? Or was it just like, you didn't care? You were just like, whatever. I think I was just kind of like, what? What's the worst they're gonna do? They're gonna say we don't, we can't sell to you. I and, kind of like was aware of that because I was like, mm. there's not really, you're not gonna call the cops on me. You're yeah. not like, what? You're just gonna say no if you don't want to. And you never were turned away. No, I wasn't turned away. Wow. The, the first time I got my fake ID taken away, I was 20 already, and it was Damn. at a music festival. Damn. I mean, in a sense, that is what people always tell you when you're young. They're like, you just have to act like you're not scared but it's like it's true because everyone who if you have to ask like how do you get away with it you're not going to because exactly. <laughs> you don't act yeah, like you're 21 like, well, you're, yeah if you don't if you don't believe it they're not gonna believe it but if I walk in like literally the first time I bought alcohol I was wearing like I looked so young probably like I was wearing no makeup I was wearing this giant like Jonas Brothers concert shirt and I literally in Crocs oh and I literally God. just like walked in and I like put a fifth of vodka on the thing they were like id i showed them my id and i like Damn. walked out with it and i was like oh yeah it's easy it's also probably like okay i mean not to be like i feel like the tv version of this is like you know if she was gonna buy alcohol and got turned away she would just steal it you know it's like that store owner probably knows that it's like okay this person is getting alcohol tonight so if i don't yeah. sell it to her she's gonna steal from my store she's gonna take it and yeah. i should just take her twenty dollars and like yeah we're fine. which is also, not a like, good because, reason but i think it is true no. yeah but like my fake id was pretty good and so they had like good plausible deniability like i think yeah. it was just like just the they right just don't want to get of, in like, trouble yeah damn that's so crazy because it really like you're hitting on so many things too of, like just the like the lies that the world tells you because it is there are reasons that underage kids shouldn't drink and it is very dangerous but yeah. they don't tell you all of it and so once you start doing it and you realize you're okay you ignore all of it like yeah which well, is very dangerous I'm like yeah. when you say when in drug education you learn that marijuana and heroin are equally bad oh yeah I'm like, I'm like, well, you're literally just setting kids up to try heroin because it's like literally yeah. like, like, what are, what do you think you're doing when you do that? Like, it's like, not we know honest. that weed, yeah. we know that weed is not meth. We all know that weed is not meth. And so don't tell us weed is meth. Yeah. It's very much, well, even in this, like, in a sense, like you were taking medication that was prescribed, but it is drugs. So it's like very hard. Like at that point, if you're being taught and most, I'm sure like drug education also doesn't like. I don't know if it's different now, but in my in my high school years, they weren't very inclusive of mental illness. Like nobody ever brought up like don't ever touch drugs. But also if you're prescribed. So there's these like paradoxes that aren't explained. But then they're like, if you ever touch this thing, like, you know, recreational drugs, you're going to die. But then people like, are prescribed just it. Being like, if you try weed once, you'll be yeah. addicted and you'll fail out of school. I'm like, that's an insane thing to tell yeah. children. <laughs> you will get chlamydia and you will die. Yeah. I'm like, it's, that's insane. It's still like very much. Yeah, gosh, I wonder if it makes, gives me hope that these like truths are being unearthed earlier and earlier because yeah. 
makes me wonder if um like children are taking things in their own hands now like we don't trust the adults and let's figure it out like they're actually testing patterns i don't think people should just go out and get fake ids if you don't have the resources to support yourself but it is a way to kind of like you were testing your own boundaries you were trying to open yeah. the windows and doors to be like does, does this go anywhere is this gonna lead me to something like well i truly think the only way that people learn is literally through their own mistakes like it's, yeah. it's like we we do have to give people like just trial and error and it's like that's how i learned what works for me and what doesn't and like that's how most people learn what works for them and what doesn't did you have a fake name on your fake id no, I had like all of my information was the same except for like but, where I think my first fake ID was from Idaho. Damn. So <laughs> that was it. Like, but it was like Dana. It was like I said Dana V. Donnelly. That's my real name. I had my real birthday except for the year. Damn. I never had the guts to do. I never thought about getting a fake ID in high school, but I ordered one from like a uh, like a college roommate in um, my freshman year. And it, the first time I used it, it got taken away. But we didn't need IDs in New York, so I used it in L.A., so that's, I think, my mistake. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like that confidence thing. I If you feel like you belong there, you won't. Like, I went to so many clubs underage, but I didn't need an ID for that. So I was literally just, like, 17 in the club. Like, I belong here because they literally yeah. would recruit us to go, which is so bad. Yeah, they literally, I'm, like, yeah. like they've, like, yeah, they yeah, buy like, you to come, come here, in. Like, girls. Like, yeah, they'll get like, free, free drinks. You'll have a table. Drinks. Yeah, but then like, if please, I was going call. into a store to buy drinks, they're, like, what are you doing here? But the thing is, I didn't, so I didn't buy alcohol until I was, like, which is almost like a flex, but... It's not supposed to be. I was scared to buy alcohol, but it's also I drank a lot, which means I just went to places where they give girls drinks. For gave free. you alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> which is bad. It's a bad it's a bad culture. Like, if anything, we should stop doing that. It's really training us to to, to view ourselves in the wrong way. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Not um, good. When did you stop this fake ID business? Or do we also do we miss any like interesting or crazy stories from your fake ID time that you want to share? Um, no, not really. I think like, I think that's pretty, that's, that's it with the fake ID stories. I think I stopped, I stopped once I got to college, mm -hmm. like, just like I got all my friends fake IDs our freshman year. And then I kind of stopped because I was like, oh, well, we all have fake IDs. Like, I don't need <laughs> to like make money at this point from anyone, like whatever. Um, and then like, I turned 21, like two years after that. Nice. It is good that you didn't become the college kid who went back to sell uh, alcohol to high school kids because it's like that would have been, I feel like, too much. <laughs> like, that's the thing that I feel like is like people don't discern the difference. If you're in high school well, making also, mistakes. I also knew, like once I was 18. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What's well, like also it's like it's like the the crime is different. I'm like once I'm 18, I'm like this is a federal crime. I think it's like I'm also not stupid where I'm like okay, well I'm 18 now. I kind of have to stop because if I get in trouble, I could really get fucked over. Yeah. But it's like when you're when you're when you're a minor and you like live at home, uh -huh. you're like okay, really? What's the worst that they're gonna do to me? Like not to be, I'm like I'm whatever. Like my parents are rich and I live in Palo Alto and like what are you gonna do to me? Like nothing. Like. Yeah, that is true. I, although I don't think I think I was always really scared because I guess my mom was the one who would punish me. So I was scared of that. But I, there were so many parties I went to in Palo Alto where like the cops would come and they would just tell everyone to go home. And they would just tell everyone yeah, to go home. Like literally. no one ever got in trouble for anything in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. I remember this kid was selling. I think this kid, we were 15 and he was driving his mom. He cr drunk drove his mom's car oh, no. without a license, crashed into a wall on the highway. And then he was in <gasps> school the next day. Oh, my God. Like. 
Like, I'm like, it's just not like they're never, it felt so fake. Like everything in Palo Alto felt so video gamey. Like it felt like it was all like not really it's real. It's like living with and the so bumpers I, on and yeah, the like in a bowling game or whatever. Is, are they called bumpers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like, it is. It's like you're living with like in a bumper world where like yeah. you're literally being given the freedom to like really fuck up like anytime you want, except except academically. Or they I wonder, do actually- I mean, the, when you're talking about that, it almost makes you wonder if there's a core and this is all like you know coming from someone who's from Baldo and you as well like I don't want to diminish mm. experience of teenage depression but the mm. that feeling like in high school of like needing to get out of something you're stuck in like a video game sometimes you feel like you need to like press the reset or it, that's what gets so dangerous and people think the only option is to get out of life because they don't see that there's like another way to live they're literally like this is it so I guess I gotta like hit the reset i mean palo alto does a fucking horrible job of making you feel like there's any other yeah. path for you than getting straight a's and doing a million extracurriculars and doing perfect on all your tests and getting into an ivy they literally do make it seem like if that does not happen you are doomed and yeah. you will be homeless like that's literally how i was raised and that's how everyone yeah. i know was raised and it 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 makes collective delusion where we're all experiencing we're all like living this like lie yeah. because adults are telling us something that's not true this and there's no and I know they probably do because they think it's like an element of that is trying to keep kids safe right but like in there needs to be some way for them to learn about the world that maybe like structured but like you can't just keep them in a bubble because then you'll never yeah. have those moments where you discover and know like your mistakes you're gonna make a huge also, mistake right away and it's gonna be like the end of it you know yeah so many kids in Palo Alto like their personal responsibility like their personal sense of responsibility like stops or starts and ends with academics so it's like yeah. they don't feel like anything else is really like matters other than like them going to school and getting good grades oh yeah I was so I like cried for weeks when I got my first B in high school because I was told like if you don't have straight A's you can't go to an Ivy which is maybe true I didn't go to an Ivy but my life like I didn't it's okay I'm me I'm me it's fine but like at the time I was like this is it like I don't know what my life is gonna be because now I have to do three more years of school or whatever and I can't erase this B from my record so now I've got to like shift my entire plan I just like wish I could go back and like tell myself it's like it's so weird because it's also just like I I graduated high school with like a 2.9 I like went to kind of a shitty college I didn't get very good grades there and like now I'm in a better position than like mm-hmm. almost anyone I knew who went to an Ivy like I'm do I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing yeah. and like like other people can't say that and it's like it's so weird but I'm like I wish I could go back and just be like you're gonna be fine like you yeah. literally have to just like do the things you like and because like uh, otherwise what are you doing yeah that's true you have to live your life for yourself I know these things all sound so cliche because I'm like people told me this when I was younger and I didn't like truly understand it but that's because there was also so much like opposite messaging from like parents and teachers that was not in line with that at all well that's why I like did you ever watch uh, the book smart movie yes yeah I like that because it, it it shows that I mean it's so silly but it is like the idea that yeah you can party and have fun and have good grades and we didn't have anything like that growing up like movies like that it was always like the nerd the jock whatever and I and I still knew tons of people who like weren't that way yet 
we always consider them an exception, even though it's like, right. obviously, if they exist, it exists. It can't, everyone yeah. can't be an exception, you know? Right, but everyone, but we just treated everyone who wasn't, who didn't fit a mold like an exception as opposed to like, oh, like if you fit the mold, like that's actually weird. Yeah. Damn, that's so interesting. Um, I love this. Okay, I want to, we want to, I want to wrap it up, but um, uh, I, I, I was going to do the three rule game with you, but now I'm kind of like, because I last week I was, home house sitting my parents and I went through all my old diaries I know you don't read diaries but I ended up finding one that I was like damn I've been feeling this way for way too long um so I like sort of like talked back to my childhood self and you were saying that you wish you could go back I kind of want to yeah. do this okay let's try it um if you I just want to like you give like a it doesn't have to be like you know overly positive but kind of like a coach talk to your 15 year old self like as you now Okay, I, you want me to go first? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, you, you go first. I can do one. I mean, okay, let me yeah, try it. Yeah, you do um, one. <laughs> gosh. I, okay, to my 15 year old self, I'm going to say, look, I know that you spend a lot of time caring about what people think. Um, and you're not wrong. What people think will affect your day to day life. But the thing is, you're going to grow up and you're going to like join this world where people are going to look back on this time when you were awkward and you're going to be in the majority. So you actually don't want to be in the minority of popular kids. It's okay if you are, but if you're not <laughs> be in the majority of awkward kids, because one day all of these awkward kids will grow up and you'll have more friends to choose from because you'll actually have a lot more in common with the majority having been awkward. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, and then, okay. I would say to my 15 year old self, like, like trust trust your own instincts like you're right like whatever you think is going on is probably what's going on and like don't let people tell you that you're wrong like don't when people say things that are contradictory to like what you think like just know that they're wrong I love that trust yourself yeah well Dana thank you so much for sharing that with us um where can people find you um I'm on Twitter at Dana D only I'm on Instagram at hottest Dana um and that's it well, I just realized it's D only and not a shortened version of Donnelly. Like I was reading like, it like I you mean, abbreviated. It is supposed to be. Oh, it okay. is. It is supposed to be. I was just saying that so they can spell it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. D only. Yeah. Follow Dana. Super yeah. funny. Um, you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram and uh, find me on TikTok. I guess I'm on TikTok now. Okay. Bye. <laughs>